let's appreciate the manager's uh, position. I'd like to know motivations. I'd love to know motivations. If I was in sales, I'd want to know the motivation of my customers. If I was a manager, I'd want to know the motivation of my employees. What I wouldn't want is for them to feel like they have to justify or defend their motivations and why is, is doing that. Well, I'd have been against it, but they're back. Mark and Mike, it doesn't take a genius. Ramsey! Great to see you again, Marshall. And uh, just, just for those who are curious about uh, behind the scenes, uh, both of you that are curious about behind the scenes, uh, I start the episode by faking a smile. Mike has learned some sort of advanced improv technique where he goes, ah, and stretches his face out like he's yawning, and then he's ready to go. So I still don't really know what that's about, Mike, but I'm, I'm glad we're here again. See, uh, I learned it from Donnie and Marie. So I noticed you know, oh, they were very popular. And I noticed when they smiled, you could see all the way back to their back molars. <laughs> and I thought that must be the secret to success. So yeah, yeah. Before we go on, I always stretch my face, you know, in hopes that the back molars will be visible uh, during the smiling portion of the program. Well, I can only hope for you a late in life uh, Weight Watchers contract or perhaps <laughs> daytime talk show. So uh, you know, wishing you the best, Mike. I just want, you know, Osmond hair. That's all I'm looking for. Uh, Mike, why do you want Osmond hair? Oh, man, I, I don't know. You kind of put me on the spot. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> the uh, nice segue. Da, 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 da. Uh, yes. So, yeah, we, uh, yeah, I had the opportunity. This is something we've been talking about. We even addressed it in an episode almost a year ago. Yep. But it just keeps coming up. And so I, I did some workshops uh, just a few days ago. Uh, the workshop in question was two hours long, packed with juicy, informative, helpful nuggets around coaching and yep. interacting with your team members as a leader. And at the end, you know, we always, we always ask coaching question number seven, uh, you know, of everything we talked about, what was most useful to you? And lo and behold, it's this little nugget that we throw out as an aside about what questions versus why questions. Yep. Over and over again. And over that, and over and over again. Yeah. And you just go around the room and people are like, oh, I got to work on that. Yeah. That's how oh, I'm guilty of the, you know, the why question. I start so many of my questions with why and, and, and you know, everybody's self-professing. They, you know, once you point it out, they realize they're doing it. Um, and we always introduce it the same way. We always, we always talk about, you know, we, we have this exercise we go through where they ask, you know, here's like 10 what questions. And they don't even realize they're all what questions until we talk about it at the end. Right. So they do the role play. They get back together and I'll go, all right, what do you notice about the questions? And they'll say, you know, they're open-ended and stuff like that. And then somebody will go, hey, they all start with the word what? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. So what is it about what questions that makes it work? And you'll be like, all right, so how is that better than a why question? And then, you know, you, you see a little thinking and then I present them with this homework. I'm saying, right, here's what I want you to do tonight. I want you to go home when your significant other, spousal unit, whoever, uh, prepares a meal and sets it in front of you. I want you to, to ask, why'd you make this? <laughs> and just just let the fun ensue just <laughs> just let the games begin you know if there's no meal prepared 
Um, you can go with the simple when they walk into the room. Why'd you wear that today? It yeah. just, once again. <laughs> also a, a, a real crowd pleaser. Oh, yeah. Always great for stimulating conversations. So it's funny. They don't, they don't kind of, they don't, I don't know that they disbelieve it, but they don't really grasp it until you give them those two examples and they all go, well, I'm not doing that. Right. <laughs> so, right. so what is it about doing that? That's causing you to, to pause. Uh-huh. What's well, just going to start a fight. Right. Yes. <laughs> so they, it's, it's weird. They intuitively know through the example that this is really a bad way to start a conversation. And, and I, I was going to say, uh, you know, the, the bad way to start a conversation and we're trying to coach, right? It's, it's a conversation that is trying to get somebody to come to some awareness and take action. If that's what you're trying to do, but you've got them fighting, guess what they're not doing? They're not coming to awareness. They're not fighting. I think you shared with me years ago, the Phil Jackson quote from the LA Lakers that anger is the enemy of instruction. So if you've got somebody feeling any kind of negativity uh, of any level, um, you're making it really hard for them to learn and, and process and take a next step. So oh. it you know, makes sense once you think about it. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. The last thing we want to do in a, in a coaching interaction is put somebody in that we've talked about amygdala hijack. Yep. Where they're, you know, they're instantly in fight, flight, or freeze mode. There's no collaboration. There's no creative problem solving. There's there's no good discussion when people right. are in amygdala hijack. And why is a fantastic way <laughs> to jump <laughs> right into amygdala hijack. So, so, and it's interesting because, you know, this happened again and it just happens over and over that, that this is the the key nugget that, that people really want to work on. And so I... I I'm like, all right, I, I've, I've never really researched this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's one of these things that we've learned over practice, uh, but I never, you know. It's common sense. I yeah, mean, yeah, it just seemed like common sense. So, you know, I dove into the to the book part of it. And and why is it, it can be a noun? You know, you're going to find your why and, and things like that. Or it could be an interjection. Why? That's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, you know, uh, but then I found out it's also an interrogative adverb. Mm-hmm. I would not have thought of this without some help. <laughs> yes, I was. I can tell you've been reading, Mike. Uh, yes, uh, an interrogative adverb. Uh, so there's three things that that does it asks about the reason, gives a suggestion. Why don't you? Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. Or the third one killed me expresses annoyance (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's the one you know that's what seems to get everybody just up and going so uh yeah none of these things seem like a good way to start a a discussion that where we wanted uh, collaboration problem solving introspection things like that um and so you know went on talking about so why asks for an explanation or a reason what asks about things and actions mm-hmm. and you're like okay that now it's it's starting to i'm starting to to, to figure out okay what is it about the what question that works the, talking about things and actions versus justifying or explaining yourself uh one seems very productive the other just seems like a a, a good way to, to to put up walls between people 
and and let's you know let's really think about this let's let's get into you know let's let's appreciate the manager's uh position i'd like to know motivations i'd love to know motivations if i was in sales i'd want to know the motivation of my customers if i was a manager i'd want to know the motivation of my employees what i wouldn't want is for them to feel like they have to justify or defend their motivations and why is is doing that there are other ways to get the motivation out using a what question. So I'll give you an example. I've got in my hands co-active coaching uh, by it's by several people, uh, the Kimsey houses, both of them, and Sandal and Whitworth. Uh, this is a phenomenal book. This was the Bible uh, in my coach training, honestly. like once once we got to this book and all of my training, I was like, oh, this is it. This is the method. And so early stuff that you and I shared, Mike, uh, when I was putting together worksheets, I bet it came from this. Um, and, and here's a short bit that they say about, uh, about why versus other ways to get at it. Um, they, they give an example. Why did you decide to move to Delaware? You know, that comes up in a coaching conversation. The client moves to Delaware and you ask, well, why did you move to Delaware? You're wanting to get at motivations, but again, you know, you're asking them to explain, to justify the motivation, uh, their, their point of view, their decision. Um, so you could ask it in other ways. Uh, they give two suggestions. Uh, one is what values motivated this move to Delaware? Ooh. Right now, now I'm letting you expound on your values. You know, now, now you're getting to talk about what's important to you. Okay, great. The other one is a little more um, visual. What are you moving toward? And then you shut up. Mm -hmm. Now, some of those questions work for some people, some don't. Mm -hmm. um, but if you've got the right client, you're going to figure out the right way to to phrase that and still get it motivation, still get it what they care about without having them at any sense coming into a back step where they're like, well, I got to defend myself here. We just want to know what's going on in, inside. So that's this is a longstanding tradition in coaching that you you avoid the why question and it's just really hard to do. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Even as much as we've talked about it, I still find myself occasionally yeah, just you know, and as soon as it's leaving my lips, I can almost see mm. it like like the why is just oh. like oh, I want that back. I want that back. Yeah, that's yep. not, that's not. And sometimes I'll even say, "Let me ask that a different way." <laughs> you know, <laughs> once it's already out and I've made the mistake, so uh, I've done that too. So so yeah, it's like well, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit I messed up, reel it back in, try over. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. That's right. Uh, so, so yeah, when you think about this, uh, and then uh, talking about this with another group, I had that group, uh, you know, early on point out, there are some bad what questions. <laughs> and, and I was like, well, give me some examples. And they're like, like what were you thinking? <laughs> it starts with what? Seems like a pretty good question, uh, but yeah, probably not the, the 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 angle you're looking for to get into that conversation. Or my all-time favorite, what the heck's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it seems like it's it's open-ended. It starts right. with a what? It, 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 it looks on the surface like it's got all the elements of a classic good what question, but yeah, it's probably not going to go well after that. Well, yeah, and it and it sort of plays into our um, our whole issue with uh, sarcasm, right? You know, what could go wrong? 
You know, the, <laughs> you could ask that in a way that really makes it clear you think a lot's going to go wrong with what this person is bringing up. So, I, yeah, I, I think it's a it's huge. Now, I guess the the flip side of this is you know getting into the better habit um, when you're when you're really trying to self edit and keep yourself from saying it. Um, I, I guess there's two ways to look at it from my perspective. One is that um, depending on your person, maybe it's not as big a deal. One of my uh, instructors, a master certified coach with the International Coach Federation, uh, Gary Woods, he's in uh, Canada, so it's not even an American thing. He would say, you know, there's probably some truth to the fact that in regular English, we would say why to just mean, you know, what was your motivation and it wouldn't be that off-putting to the right person and, you know, chill out a little bit. Don't, don't, you know, don't freeze up just because you said the why word. Um, flip side is if you even think there's a chance, just the smallest chance that it's going to derail this conversation, don't go there. Right. So, so trying to develop some sort of habit, uh, that, that keeps you from saying it. Um, do you, do you have any advice for us? Well, I think it goes back to, we've talked about this in previous episodes, that in order for coaching to work, you must at first have trust. Yeah. You have to believe the person that you're trying to coach has to believe that you are concerned about their personal well-being, that you truly with all your heart want them to succeed. If right. that understanding is present, a why question probably will, will land the way that you intend it to land. If right. you're asking from a place of genuine curiosity. And I think that's what you're talking about. If there's the chance that the trust is not that high between you two, then yeah, I'm now you know wading into dangerous areas with my why question. Yeah, I uh and I, I think the the trust thing, it it's not saying am I trustworthy? It's saying, do we have a relationship of trust? Is it built up to that level? So your intentions may be pure. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about what's the impact it has on the other person. If you think there's even a little bit of a doubt, you you want to protect that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and we use a, a, a system, um, the uh, what, what, why system, mm -hmm. and where you're, you're allowed to ask a why question after you ask two what questions and demonstrate that you listen to the answer of both. <laughs> yes. So, so you kind of yes. earn the right to ask the why by, by asking two good what questions, listening, and then using the why as a drill down or, or to uncover uh, the emotional motivations behind the two what questions that you just discussed. So, yes. so you know, used in a very surgical manner like that, mm -hmm. absolutely. You know, but as a general rule, yeah, yeah, maybe throw in a how if you're thinking about <laughs> asking too many what's. Tell right. me more about. Yep. You know, might might be a nice way to an alternative if you feel like you're overusing the what. Um, but overall, as just a general rule, you'll keep yourself out of trouble just by remembering what, not why. It's a uh, short and sweet. Mm -hmm. It's frankly, an episode that is a repeat with some new information and a new twist. But the reason is, is because it just keeps coming up as such a, a an effective technique to develop uh, to to try to eliminate that from your system. So 
We hope that all of you out there listening will uh, take this into your coaching and into your, frankly, your family relationships, talking with your kids and so on uh, to uh, just uh, really uh, eliminate a whole avenue of possible uh, hazards <laughs> in, mm -hmm. in what the conversations are that you're trying to have. So we hope it helps you. Oh, definitely, definitely. And, and I'll, I'll leave you with the one little last piece of research that we found. And uh, it said, why questions draw us to our limitations? Mm. What questions help us to see our potential? Mm. Pretty cool. I got to think on that. I say we go. let the man with the gravelly adult voice speak. Okay, take it away. The silky smooth tones of our announcer, Mr. Wolf. And that's it. Join us next time when you'll hear Mike say, well, I'm sure he'll say something pithy. Don't miss it. Next time, it doesn't take a genius. That's good enough.